Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the Tech Educator Podcast, episode number 185. Tonight, we're going to be talking about 10 different things that you can do to get your digital classroom ready for the summer and ready for next year. We're going to be talking to three great guests. We're going to be bringing up one of our older co-hosts, one of our former co-hosts, and we're going to be catching up about the great things that are going to be happening in only two weeks at the ISTE conference out in Chicago. So stick around. We've got a great show for you today. Of course, there's several great things that you can do to be a part of this and all of our shows. You can reach out on Twitter at TeacherCast and leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. We want to hear from you, and we would love to hear about your stories and how you guys are getting ready for the summer. I want to bring on our co-host for tonight, Mr. Nick Amaral. Nick, how are you today? Welcome back to the Tech Educator Podcast. Hey, thanks. Doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Nick. Sure. So I'm the uh, district staff developer for Rampo Indian Hills High School and, uh, you know, work with teachers, coaching, coordinating PD, running workshops. You know how it is. The drill, right? It is the drill. It is that time of year. We're ramping down, but we're also ramping up. And, you know, part of what we're going to be talking about today are some of the things that we do work with our staff members on. I was going to say teachers, but it really is staff members, right? Different ways to get organized, different things that we can do, um, lots of different tips. And, and so I'm looking forward to seeing some of the things that you do with your students. Before we get to that, I want to bring on Dr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you tonight? I am great. We are one day away from graduation and three days away from summer camp. So oh, we're... that is so wonderful. That means you have no time off in between to get ready for this thing, do you? Well, luckily, I do have, you know, two and a third days in which I can move one of the classrooms that I'm working in for the summer. That is pr pretty awesome. Um, we want, of course, say hello to everybody in our live audience. We are here live on TeacherCast.tv. We're also here live on Facebook. I want to give a shout-out to everybody who is watching tonight and being in the live audience. Hi, Peggy. Right now. Yeah, Peggy George. Peggy's Peggy here, George. and we have the great, the wonderful, and what I understand, the um, lesser-haired... Todd Beard is watching tonight. So we want to say thank you. Todd, if you're out there, I'm looking forward to catching up with you at ISTE. Now, you heard a voice recently here, a voice from the past, a flash from the past. He is the host of the Techlandia podcast, Mr. John Samuelson. John, how are you today? Welcome back to the show that began all shows. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite to come on. I'm, I'm in Arizona. Peggy, Peggy George, come on over to Tucson, and uh, I, we can go out and... Uh, have a have dinner or something yeah i got to go out to dinner with peggy george once it I was know. amazing but she was I, in phoenix you know right right but i'm going i'm going to go fly back through <laughs> phoenix so maybe i'll stop real quick she gets, yeah if you've she got a layover away. she will meet you for a pretzel at the airport she's there like, we go and that's you know that's how peggy good george peggy george is I, I will tell you guys one thing that peggy george is good for is knowing how to organize her digital self for the summertime and i know that she's out there going if I only had 10 more things to do with my time, <laughs> what would those 10 things be? Now, Nick, you and I were talking a little earlier about some of the things that we can do with our teachers. What would be one of the first things that a teacher might want to do when thinking about, you know, leaving for the school year and getting themselves ready? Yeah, I think just uh, something simple, regardless of the, you know, the LMS that you're using, uh, Schoology, Google Classroom, whatever it is, just archiving those courses, mm. you know, uh, going into the three dot menu, the more options, clicking archive or in Schoology's case, kind of going into the back settings of the course and telling it to ar archive. And the great thing about that is just that, you know, it's 
there. It's hidden, but you can still access all the files and pull whatever you want from those courses. So great feature. Gets it out of your hair. That way you're not looking at it anymore, and you can start working on the next year. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because many teachers don't quite fully get that archive button. Let's talk a little bit about Google Classroom, right? Like, what are the advantages to archiving? Why can't we delete a course? Why can't we just use the same class over and over again? I think, you know, one of the keys to, you know, deleting is then you're removing a lot of the stuff that you've been working on throughout the year. You know, archiving is just like archiving your your mail, right? It's like hiding it from plain sight or, or your Gmail, your calendars or whatever. Hide it from plain sight, but still be able to pull and reuse the things that you want. I mean, if you spend all that time throughout the year stacking it and getting it in an order that you like, uh, to delete it, I think, kind of goes against everything that you've been wanting to do to make your job easier, right? So why not pull from all of those sources and the things that you've been doing? Um, so, you know, I would definitely wouldn't recommend and not copying and creating, you know, the new courses. So when you create the new course, just being able to roll in and repost, right? Like use Google Classroom, tell it to repost, choose the course, and now you can choose the new course for the next year. So you're really not creating too much new stuff. And that is certainly a good thing to think about there. Archive your classes. You still have all of their content in your Google Absolutely. Drive folders. The that was easy. I just did it. Yeah. Super easy, right? Yeah, I'm like, Sam's ready. I'm like, archive my classes. Okay, I'll do that. (laughs) Okay, I did that. They're archived. I didn't archive the one I'm teaching tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the last there. thing. And, and that's the important part. Your right. stuff is still in that, you know, right. Google Drive forward slash classroom forward slash. As long as the kids haven't thrown out their work. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I saw someone posting about that. They were trying to grade their students' work and they're getting notifications that they've already moved it to the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's brutal. Like, they can't wait to throw out their digital files. <laughs> like, like, it's not even a real thing. Can you? I mean, I I, I hear you on that one. Now, uh, one of the things that people think about when it comes to the end of the school year is where do you go with all of this stuff? Now, last year, um, we'll put a show notes uh, post in here, but we did a nice show on Google Takeout. Right. Many teachers this time of year, staff members are leaving their EDU accounts for other places and going to takeout.google.com is a great thing that you can do. It archives and backs up all of your Google files almost. I'll talk about that in a second. And it puts it into a Gmail account. Now, you can't go from school account to school account, but you can certainly go into Google Takeout and archive everything. I now that I'm saying this, guys, I don't know if it does Google Photos or not. Maybe we can check up on that one. But it does everything in your Google Drive, your, 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 literally your files, your folders, everything except for two things. It does not back up and, and transfer over your Google Sites, and it does not transfer over your Google Forms. So my suggestion no is if you have anything in Forms, <laughs> output that stuff into spreadsheets and move it over. But then, but the forms have a spreadsheet already. That spreadsheet wouldn't go because it's a form, like the responses spreadsheet. The responses spreadsheet will go over. However, why would you still need that data? But at least you would have the questions if you wanted to up on the top columns, right now. So, does anyone else in the group besides Jeff not know that data is power right now? Right. (laughs) 
I don't know what that was for anybody. That, <laughs> but it was perfectly timed. I, I, yeah, I don't know either. I promise that's why John hasn't been on the show in a while. That was <laughs> big data falling down in surprise. <laughs> on we go. Points. Right. And that was completely not me. I would totally admit it if it was. I, I was scared. I thought maybe Jeff was, <laughs> was falling. <laughs> the, the data people were coming to get Jeff or no, something. we're all right? good here. Now, the other thing <laughs> okay. that it doesn't back up is your Google Sites. However... A couple weeks ago, Google did release a feature, which I love, where you can now duplicate Google Sites. So one of the things you might think about is taking your school Google Sites, adding your Gmail account on top of that, and then duplicating it from your Gmail side. That will actually transfer the, you know, that'll actually make a copy into your Gmail account. So um, don't do the copying from your school account to your school account add your gmail account and then do the copying from that and i and that's a that's a tested way of of uh duplicating your google sites into the other stuff um number two or three right there where are we that was kind of a that was a hybrid of a few different things in there now um so we talked about archiving we talked about duplicating we talked about google classroom and google takeout sam what are some of the things that you uh have in mind when you're getting ready to wrap up your digital classroom well, I find that it's most helpful just to never stop teaching. That way you don't ever actually have to wrap the digital classroom. You just keep going. Um, no, I'm actually getting ready to get ready for this summer camp. And one of the challenging things about summer camp is it is not a one-to-one -one environment. So if the kids, the kids are going to be making digital media on my devices, we're going to be posting stuff on my accounts, it's very, very different from what we do in the um, school year. So what I'm having to do is I'm having to, you know, archive my Google classes, and then I'm going to set up a summer camp Google class, but I may only be inviting myself to it. I'm not sure exactly what I'm <laughs> going to do, but I'm going to try to have some space available that the people attending summer camp, it'll probably end up being a Google site. But I need somewhere where I can post stuff, right? During the school year, I've got my Seesaw. I've got my Google Classroom. That's pretty much everything I need. But summer camp has very different needs. And there's lots of different ways that you can do that. I mean, one of the things that we can do in there is to make your site and then put a calendar on it, right? And then that right. way, as you're adding stuff to the calendar, it's on the website. So there's, there's a few different things that we can do in there. But I do like the idea of never stop teaching. Now... That means you never really have the downtime to put things together. John, what do you recommend for things to do at the end of the year? Okay, well, I am sitting here in, uh, at Tech Camp in Arizona, and I was just watching Tony Vincent. And if, you, if everybody knows Tony Vincent, he is a master of just cool tips and tricks. And uh, one of the things that he said that he's obsessed with right now is he's obsessed with emojis. And so what he was doing today was he was showing all the campers and we were showing them too. the color coding your Google folders, always a cool, cool trick, but instead of, uh, color coding, you can also type in emojis because emojis are a keyboard. So you can put a little emoji and then the title of your folder, and that will work to kind of, I don't know, just maybe even visually organize your folder a little bit more than you could have by just other than by color coding and starring it. So typing the emoji is, a searchable in there is cool. character, right, John? The emoji yes. is a searchable character. 
I learned so much about emoji. He did. Tony Vince will be doing this one at ISTE, and I guess this was his first time. The emoji stuff that he was saying was like, I didn't know I really cared about emojis so much until Tony convinced me that I did. So I, I'm I'm now well, a believer. And when right, you like, found this out, what did you look like at the moment? I kind of I looked like the I don't know. I, I mean, I who were you? Probably the uh, like the sweat after a workout emoji or something like that. I always I'm always confused by that one. Tony is too. So. Oh, I thought that was constipated. <laughs> no, it's not. He, he'll show you the emoji dictionary where you can see actually what they're all titled. And I was like, wow, that's wow. an interesting one. Yeah. That's, I think that would crush a lot of my dreams. It would also probably clarify <laughs> some of the yes. communication when I fail it. <laughs> yes. I know. It's funny. Well, if you go to learning, go to the learninginhand.com website for Tony and you can see all of his emoji stuff. It's, it was some, I shared it out on Twitter and I don't know, Sam, somebody actually responded to my Twitter. So I thought, okay, well, well somebody actually no, that's I was unreal. Like, Whoa, they must have yeah. really liked it. That's pretty cool. Now, yeah. when we're looking at Google Drive things, one of the things that we might want to look at is all of the junk, shall we say, in our shared with me folders. Or, <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Is it a share with me folder or is it a repository or junk drawer? What, what, do we, what do we want to think about when it comes to our shared with me folders? I think, uh, you know, what I would do is, is find the stuff you really want to keep, right? And if you really want to keep those things, make sure you move those things over to your drive. And if you don't want to keep it, you know, leave it there. I think just like the Shared all... with me is the travesty of right. the commons. <laughs> I think it has all of the same problems as the staff yep. refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it's anything, if it's all those extra stuff, right? I mean, just leave it there. It's like trying to clear out the uh, the the recent folder, right? Like I, I have teachers that always tell me, "How do I clear that out?" I'm like, you really can't because everything you open, it, it just keeps going. No, so, no, just worry about something else. That's right. what you do. You refocus. So, is there a way to talk your staff member? I'm gonna gonna keep saying staff members because we have many people that we work with here as tech coaches, right? But is there a way to talk them off the ledge when it comes to just those kinds of things where you say, "Don't worry about it," and then next thing you know, they've got thirty thousand things in their share with me. And how do you organize this? And it doesn't work. How do you how do you how do you keep people sane in the office there, Nick? Uh, you know, we take it step by step, right? Like we mini goals and things that we want to do. You know, I have, you know, some teachers, some staff members that want to, uh, get to zero in their inbox, things like that. Right. Like, but then stuff just keeps coming in, especially now at the end of the year and they're trying to manage all that. I, I think it's, it's finding workflows. Maybe, maybe that's the best way to kind of put it, right? Like it's student submissions keep coming in, but they're trying to clear out their, their Google drive. So maybe in the end, what we find is submitted through Google classroom or an LMS, or maybe set up a Google form and have students submit all the stuff that way. That way you're not really going into the shared with me. Right. So I think what we do as far as trying to solve issues, I think what we end up doing is finding ways to enhance the productivity next year. And I think that just gives us a, a jumping off point and something to focus on for the summer. And that's a good point. You know, I was just thinking about this. The one thing that I just recently did yesterday was I went into three years worth of folders and I <laughs> unstarred them. Yep. You guys going to be doing stars? I, I use stars because you, you think you're going to use that, that little button, but nobody really ever hits that button. And then you realize you've got 100 things that are favored it. I'll tell you what, I spent, I can't tell you how many hours today just going through probably just like most teachers want 
and just the opportunity to go through that Google Drive and color code and unstar and restar and, you know, shifting things over. And what I, you know, one of the main things today for me was just making sure my top level was set, right? Like there were no files. It was just when you get into the top level and you click my drive, all we see are folders. Ooh. So, and, and and that took hours, right? right, right. <laughs> so. and, and then that brings up the other thing. Like, this is, where is this conversation going? That brings up the other thing I've been, I've been spending my time on, bookmarks. Are we reorganizing our bookmarks, or do we just keep having that bookmark folder that when you click on it has a thousand things that drops down? Or, John, you're shaking your head yes there. Are you a bookmark person? I am a bookmark person. And yes, I just kind of add, it's like, I looked the other day, I have one that's called things to try. It's like things I see on Twitter that I kind of want to try, but I don't have the time right now that I looked at it and it, 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 it scrolled all the way down and then I did do another, like hit the arrow and it was still scrolling. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to try all those things then. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I should try to find a way to bookmark fewer things. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i started putting all of my bookmarks and this is kind of weird but again you don't see these things and sometimes you bookmark a blog post that says 10 ways to do something i've kind of made up my own little google site that now is categorized with you know google things microsoft things doc things whatever it is but each of those pages now has the bookmarks on there and i'm finding because it's more visual the meaningful stuff gets on there. And then literally I just bookmarked the page and now I have all of my Chrome extension pages or I have all of my whatever I have. And it's, it's actually been a little bit easier for me, especially as a instructional technology coach where somebody says, I need something. Well, now I've got an entire site rather than going bookmark to bookmark to bookmark. And you have to rely on whatever the little emoji or whatever the little you know, fav <laughs> icon is on there. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, interesting things on that. Do you guys have anything like what, what's, what are your bookmarking tips, Sam? You know, I either, if I find something I really want to read, I grab the link, I throw into Evernote and I write two sentences about it because then I can search for it in Evernote or what's more likely to happen when I start working on something related to it it will pop up in the suggested related notes uh -huh. portion of Evernote. Um, I also, if I don't want to do that level of work to it, I just send it to one of my Twitter accounts. Oh. So I'll DM it from one of my Twitter accounts to the other one. I use my Waka Patui account not only for making fun of you behind your back, Jeff, but also <laughs> what? But also for uh, just being a catching spot for you know, things on Twitter that I actually want to read later. Now, do you have different, when you're using Evernote, because I'm an, I'm an Evernote guy, you know that, do you use different folders for your Evernote or different tags, or are you one of those guys that just dumps everything into one folder because you know Evernote's going to search for it anyway? Well, I've got notebooks, and I've got, and I use a lot of tags. I set up notebooks for projects, but I do a lot of stuff just in my general folder because you know, the work is all pretty interrelated. Like I don't have a lot of discrete clients or anything like that. Right. It's just me and all my madness. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's okay to have one big folder. Nice. Nice. 
So a lot of the different things that we're talking about here as far as how to get your class, your, your life ready for that. We, of course, want to know what you think. Um, if you're out there and you have any tips, you can, of course, find us over on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, and, you know, please take a moment, email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. We would love to see what you think, what you're doing, how you're working with things. Um, but we're not done yet. There's a lot of other great things that what, we can do. What here. number are we on, Jeff? You uh, never answered that question earlier, and we've had a couple since then. I don't know. We need, like, a counter. But oh. but but if we don't have a solid a number, I, we're at L. No, no, I said we need a bell. Every time. Well, no, if we had a counter, then I could bust in with the five, five dips on organizing. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's a completely different puppet, and I think there's a trademark on that. I, we're, I thought this was all audio. <laughs> no, 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 not there. Um, when we're looking at things here, you know, Nick, again, Nick and I were talking about this because we're planning these PD sessions, right? What are the things that teachers are looking to learn for the summertime so that way by the time September rolls around, they have a spark or they have a thought? Oh, oh, I've got it. Um, I've got it. John. I've got it. I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, right right now, right now, I will let, I'll let say, I will, I should defer to Sam, but I was just going to say right now. Um, in Arizona, I, and I feel like this is a really good model. And Jeff, I feel like this is something that maybe you should, I, I would love to try and do this in my district, but for the Arizona K-12 center, they do this week and the Arizona teachers have been out for a while. Of course, I'm still in school, but they do this week long PD session where they pick strands. And so what we've been doing for the last three days in Arizona, what I've been doing is trying to get teachers to think about next year. We're making like tasks and lessons for them. They kind of have a lot of time to work. We're giving them some personalized help. We're in this beautiful resort. They put them up at the resort and they feed us breakfast and lunch. And then of course I have to starve at dinner because I don't have a rental car. But I, I feel like if you could do something like that, where you can just give teachers, it's funny how they just really want some time maybe together to collaborate as a grade level and then somebody that they can ask if they get stuck. That's really, that's really what we've been doing here. And it's a lot of fun. And this is the fifth year. I think I feel like we did teacher cast one year where I got rained on because I was trying to be like a cool guy out by the pool about five years ago. And then I got rained on and I had to move my computer in, but it's really nice here in Arizona. And I feel like that's a, I, I don't know if we could give teachers time to think, and maybe plan out a little bit and then some guided help where they're at. I feel like that really would be constructive. I just, it's, it's hard to duplicate this kind of thing. I don't, I, I'll try and figure it out for, for Beaverton, Oregon, but I'm stuck right now. So the question is WWTVD. TVD. Right. Would Tony Vincent do? Oh well, yeah, what would Tony Vincent do? I don't know. I know, and I mean Tony's right now. He's a he's about to go on in thirty five minutes and do another night session, and he just gives so much good information. We also had Lisa Highfill over here, which say, I know that Sam uh, saw the tweet about that, and Lisa Highfill gave an extra session on Monday. So these teachers out here, I just want to give a little shout out to Red for Ed in Arizona out here because these teachers are severely <laughs> underpaid. I don't know what that was. Still not me, Jeff. They're severely underpaid. And uh, they give up a week of their time so that they can plan out for next year. I, I really applaud the Arizona teachers that come to tech camp and are really trying to work in all kinds of situations. Nice. Very, very nice. Sam, you, I, I believe you had your hand in the air. 
What's yeah, I'll get this in quick before my landlord gets going with the saw again. <laughs> what teachers are looking for, at least in schools I've been talking to recently, to help them be recharged and kind of have a spark in the summer, you know, after the summer, is a low-carb margarita. <laughs> We've been waiting for that. We've been waiting for that. Sorry. No, John actually had a, a really great answer, and I'm super excited because in November, I'm going to get to be part of a day that uh, San Luis Obispo Q is sponsoring with John Miller um, that's going to be structured similar to that, where they're going to have, like, they have a number of speakers coming in giving incredibly short talks, and then the rest of the day, everyone basically works on stuff with the speakers. Okay. Which really cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. Um. <laughs> Okay, see, so Jeff. I would see it was it wasn't me. Wasn't right, me. that's Sam and his circular saw podcasting rig right there. <laughs> Thanks for making stuff. a birdhouse here in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's all, Sam's all a, about the maker movement. It's an African tongue wood, and right now I'm applying an emu oil, and I got to tell you, the emu <laughs> is upset. <laughs> We, of course, want to say thank you to everybody out there who's watching. We've got a really, really nice conversation going on over on Facebook. Want to say a big hello to Peggy. And uh, our good buddy Craig Yen is actually watching tonight. So we want to Craig. say thank you to Craig. And, Craig uh, Yen. He's doing well and hope we see him out in Chicago for ISTE. Speaking of which. Craig um, Yen was talking to Blabberize today, which is interesting because I think that, John, you last time I had anything to do with blabberize i think it was also with you john but i'm not sure really i don't know i was just gonna say hey craig again if you check your voxer i've left you a message like four months ago check your voxer you might still be there does it stay for four months no we're not picking on on the, the the listening audience here that's not what we're doing no no i'm just we saying that. i want i would love that. craig again i i tried to reach out i would love craig again to look at voxer i left him a nice message if you can't get through through voxer come on the teacher cast podcast that's it's probably the reason i came on was just to tell craig again to check his voxer but uh yes okay so jeff i will get back with you isti what are we doing at isti that because i'm going I are you going forward to now look next week next week every if you're listening here and you've gotten this far next week it is going to be wednesday june 20th we are having an edu podcasters ISTE conference right here on the Tech Educator Podcast. Uh, we've invited several of the edu podcasters who are going to be at ISTE, and they are going to be um, we're going to be doing a show that um, the the thought is that we'll do a show here and that everybody kind of gets to put it out on their own network. So, John, if you want to come back on, we'd we'd certainly love to have you. We are looking forward to this and. If you want to learn more about podcasting, there is one way to do it. That is to set your ISTE calendars for Wednesday mid-afternoon at 1130. Um, my good friend, the tech rabbi, Michael Cohen, and I are going to be doing a one-hour workshop, hands-on interactive lecture, whatever they want to call it, um, on how to kick up your classroom podcast past, past 11. And uh, what we're going to do is we're doing that from 11 I think it's 11, 11.30. I think it's, call it 11.30 to 12.30. <laughs> Although, make it 11, because you never know. If we're, if Wait, we're that's going to be a line. That, yeah. Why don't you call that late morning? Let's call that late morning. <laughs> but after that session, we've got a bunch of people that are trying to put together a podcasting meetup. So if you're looking to, to get into podcasting, we're going to do the after party. If you're looking for 
you know, if you want to talk to some of the guys about recording or whatever or how to get into it in your classroom. So we're gonna we're trying to put together like a two hour event. The first hour is gonna be Mike and I doing our doing our workshop. You can you can find it in the ISTE app. You can download the free ISTE app and look under Bradbury and you'll find us for podcasting. And then uh, again, afterwards we're gonna do a little podcasters meetup. Maybe we'll get kicked out of our room and we'll do it in the hallway. That's okay. So lots of great stuff that's gonna be happening at ISTE. I will tell you. Um, I don't know if I can tell you or not, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, Monday <laughs> afternoon, um, I'm going to be working at the Wii video booth, and we're going to be doing some uh, interactive demonstrations. That's pretty cool. And on Tuesday in the morning, uh, I've got a little ISTE presentation to give, and then the whole afternoon, we're going to be doing TeacherCast live from the Microsoft booth. And I'm looking so much forward to that. And then on top of that, on Wednesday morning at, I think it's 9 o'clock, I've got a session with Richard Snyder and Tammy Dunbar called Hack the Classroom. And uh, we're going to be talking about different ways that you can bring an awesomeness into your classroom. And then again, 11, 11 or 1130, um, Michael Cohen and I, the other Michael Cohen, the keynote Michael Cohen, um, and I are going to be doing uh, How to Kick Up Your Classroom podcast past 11. So lots of great stuff happening at ISTE. John, what are you looking forward to the most? You know, I, I'm I'm a Chicago boy. That's where I was born. So I'm looking forward to just kind of going there. I'm going to travel with my family. And um, I feel like we're doing a nice little um, hackathon ourselves on Saturday. And for some reason, the people at BirdBrain were silly enough to ask me to host it. And I feel like Mitch Resnick nice. is going to be there. So what? I'm going to host a hackathon, which I feel like is free on Saturday if anybody wants to go. And then I feel like I'm working with the wonderful Naomi Harm and doing some Wonder Workshop stuff on Sunday. You and then hopefully I'll be free. So. Wonder Workshop stuff? Yeah, just some Wonder Workshop stuff with uh, Naomi. I feel like I'm going to do a little dash and dot. You know how it is, Sam. Do a little dash, dot, catapult. A little dash, a little, dot, yeah. little, dash, little dot. All that. A little cue. You got the new guy. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah. That's a good looking one. Good yeah, I think they'll probably do a little cue too. Nice. So there we go. And that's and then hopefully I'll be done by Sunday and then I can kind of relax and then maybe I'll go take in Jeff Sessions then. Now, John, no, as no, don't take a... Jeff Sessions. Oh, no, 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 not Jeff Sessions. No. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Sessions. We did this just for the clicks. Um, <laughs> no. Um, using Google Classroom. Being a using Google Classroom for to take it out, Jeff Sessions. What? <laughs> um, Archiving. My question for you, John Samuelson, saying you were a Chicago boy. Obviously, you know it's a city of amazing buildings. Have you ever taken the River Architecture Tour? I don't think I have. Probably because there, I live there, I have not. Exactly. Taken the River exactly. Tour. It wasn't until I left and I came back for something with you know, a friend of mine who had never lived in the city. And she said, Hey, there's this architecture tour. You get on the boat on the river and you look at all the buildings. It was amazing. You got to learn about all of the buildings. You saw like the best sides of them because they put the best side of the building facing the river. Cause that's the expensive view. And um, yeah, just really quality stuff. And it was, there was enough that I think that, you know, the kids wouldn't necessarily hate it. Okay, that sounds good. Sweet. I'll take I'll take any tips I can get for it's it's been so long. I got ridiculed. Well, and then that like Jet Aquarium Field yeah. Museum, right? There's so many good things, but yeah, yeah, I got ridiculed 
somebody from Chicago that moved out to Arizona said they said asked me if I was a Cubs or a Sox fan, and then I said both because that's you can't say that about chi- Chicago. And so I, I suppose you're funny. a dirty ketchup eater too. <laughs> it's right there, just like there's like we're done with you. I'm done with you. You can't be both. Both go to heck. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Guys, there's a lot of great things happening. Next week, we're going to be doing our salute to ISTE. Even if you're not going, we're going to be talking a lot about the not at ISTE. Um, Is it a conference right now? I mean, I even heard they might have a keynote speaker. Have you heard about that one, Sam? No. (laughs) What's he doing? Sam is going to go make sure that the circular saw is not on right now. Um, So anyway, check that stuff out. John, it is so nice to have you here on the show. I miss having you on. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we got to we got to definitely catch up with everything and um the Oh, there it is. The landlord saw it's landlord sawing right now. Oh. That's why you can't turn on the audio. Okay. John, where can we find you? Um well, besides uh, traveling to ISTE, you can just find me at John Samuelson, J O N Samuelson.com uh, on Twitter, John Samuelson. I'm not at johnsamuelson.com. And if you are really desperate, you could go to ipadsammy.com. And look at my website, which probably hasn't had a blog post for about a year and three months. But hey, there's some stuff there still. But what we found out on TeacherCast is that if you don't write blog posts, you still might be in the top 50. Sam, how are you today, and how do we get a hold of you? <laughs> you can find me and all my stuff. I'm <laughs> no longer top 50 rated. MyBaberlessClassroom.com. Very, very cool. Nick, where are you blogging these days? Yep, you can catch me on uh, Twitter at nmrl.edu and uh, edtechforay. At WordPress.com. Now, do they go there in person or do they go there virtually? <laughs> they want to go there virtually. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that we know where and how we're going to get the information from you there. I want to make sure that we're good for that. And, of course, you can find out all the great things that are happening over on TeacherCast over at TeacherCast.net. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Check out all the great stuff. We're going to be live in two weeks from ISTE Conference. I can't wait. I want to meet everybody out there. And please come on up. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things. Tell us your podcasting stories. We want to hear from you. So, of course, we want to say thank you to everybody out there on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google+, on YouTube, and on TeacherCast.tv for checking out this show. On behalf of everybody here in the Tech Educator Podcast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. <laughs>